Howdy, everyone, and welcome to Enter the Chat podcast, where we talk about video games, anime, and all things nerdy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Siri. And I'm your other co-host, Qua. And now let's enter the chat. Oh my god, it's a it's been a busy week, a busy day, busy time since the last time we recorded. I feel like that was aeons ago. Was it aeons ago? It was only two weeks ago. I know, but it feels like forever. I guess. Yeah. It feels like forever. I feel like I haven't talked about anything nerdy in so long. So maybe it's because I was the one who recorded the podcast, so if it doesn't feel or not recorded, but I was the one who edited it. So it didn't feel as long for me because I feel like I just recently heard it last maybe, week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But it'll be my turn this time, so we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Oh, that makes me remember our next, our last episode for the season is next recording, and it's live, and we have a pretty awesome guest. I mean, all of our guests are awesome, but I'm personally excited because this person is very, very animated and very passionate about a oh, lot yeah. of things. So. Yeah, I'm excited too. Can't wait to talk to him. So, mm-hmm. woo, I'm ready. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we just start with a bit of news? Why don't you go first with uh, what you want to say? Yeah. So the big thing right now that's happening currently, and it's gonna be depending on when we get this episode out, it'll just have ended. E3, the biggest. I want to say it's the biggest gaming conference. I would say so. Yeah, I would say so, too. And that kicked off today with the Summer Game Fest. And it was basically a showcase of all these different games. But for right now, we'll focus on E3. And I mean, they've got four days coming up starting on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm personally I'm not going to go through every single person that's going to be there. You can just check out the website. Uh-huh. But I'm personally excited to hear what Square Enix is going to announce on Sunday, the 13th. Mm-hmm. And then Tendo on June 15th. The Treehouse, yeah. 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 Bandai, it's pretty... I'm hit or miss on Bandai. Yeah, Bandai, the one they had today... For Elden Ring? Was it Elden Ring? Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in a second. But for Square Enix, I really hope they announce the next installment of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know that Integrate comes out this week, and I want to say it was today. I'm not sure, but... I would just want to know when that next part's coming out. I can't wait another 15 years. I'm going to be too damn old for that. <laughs> so. Well, and- just as a side note, E3 actually holds a very special place in my heart because it's the first time I met Siri. Sort of. Oh, was, no, it was E3. It was E3. <laughs> I thought it was just like a L- Nintendo thing. Just Nintendo. Was, no, or was it, it was, a Nintendo showcase was- at E3? Definitely Nintendo Showcase. Oh yeah, I remember. E3. I think yeah, we've told this story. You were before. you're in the elevator, and you're I guess you're on your phone in headphones because you didn't want anybody else to hear what you were listening to. No, well, that's just my way. Of, like it's seven forty-five in the morning. Mm. I'm still not awake yet. Nobody talked to me. Yeah, but and, I recognized uh, you from yeah. being at the firm, and I'll let you finish. Sorry. And then yeah, so she she saw me in the elevator and she goes hey don't you work here or blah 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 and then do you know what e3 is i'm like yeah i know what e3 is 
I just I just sensed the nerd, fellow nerd in the elevator. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, and I'm gonna do a small call out pose. I've seen I saw Austin a lot. Austin is so me, Quan, Austin. We we used to host game nights in the office after hours. We only did got to like do like three of them before COVID. But anyway, there were times where I saw Austin in the morning, and I didn't approach him at all because I was like, I don't know what to say or what to talk about. Yeah, and then for me, he's like, nerd, oh, nerd, a nerd alert, nerd alert, turn on the nerd dart. <laughs> this guy and i can have a conversation about what i love i made it all about me and then what was it we we started talking about e3 we started talking about voltron all in the span of like what two or three days (laughs) yeah i i I distinctly remember it was since it was nintendo we were talking about i think smash was Mm -hmm. i think it was all the characters in the roster and i remember i was keeping track of them on a notepad i promise i was working but yeah that's funny but yeah so it's come full circle now. Happy friend anniversary! Yeah, happy friend anniversary. That was like right when I started. So three years. Three, yeah, three years. that's crazy. Doesn't feel like three years. Yeah, I mean that was my first year there too. So. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, E3. Uh, what are you excited about from E3? I'm honestly excited about Nintendo's panel, uh, Square Enix. I'm not sure what they're going to come out with. I was thinking maybe they're going to do, maybe it's a new Final Fantasy. Maybe, I mean. Would this inter- be the year they announced Parasite Eve? No. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm excited for that one. But I mean, the Nintendo one, it's more, what if they have a Switch Pro that comes out? Like that's been a big, big yeah, rumor. Didn't they have, I forgot, who, I think it was Nintendo's Twitter. They had. What should we name the next iteration of the Switch? Mm-hmm. So Switch Pro is probably in the talks. They might reveal it, not release it, reveal probably for the holidays. Because I think it's around the three or four year mark where they start, you know, upgrading their consoles. Maybe new games. Who knows? I'm thinking maybe Fire Emblem. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2 has been on the table for a while, though, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but they haven't really announced anything super big about it so i just remember there was a trailer where it was pretty dark themed and almost kind of spooky i couldn't remember if it was a remake of like majora's mask or if it was breath of the wild 2 i think it was breath of the wild 2 yeah we'll see i still haven't played that first one i was supposed to play with my best friend like years ago at this point and we never got to it when i went to go visit him (laughs) oh this is for me so Critical Role, uh, if nobody knows what that is, is a D&D stream. A bunch of voice actors get together and they do. It's a really popular stream. I'm really underplaying it right now, but they get literally hundreds of thousands of viewers weekly. And um, they raise a lot of money for nonprofit charity. charity mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they've done remarkable things, especially for like the D&D community, mental health community, gaming, everything. And they're season two campaign just ended last week so everyone's been wondering oh what's the next big thing what are they going to do are they going to start campaign three and they just announced they're going to start a like a short campaign it's going to go over about eight or ten weeks starting june 24th and they have a new dm and matt mercer finally gets to be a character (laughs) which i thought was really funny that's gonna be awesome 
yeah, Robbie, Robbie Damon is going to be there as well. And Amy Carrero, if nobody knows who she is, she is She-Ra on the Netflix animated series, as well as this is a show I watch, Young and Hungry. She was Sophia on there as well. Is that the one with Emily Osment? Yeah. Yeah. So Sophia is her best friend. So that's how I knew her. So I thought that was really cool. I recognize the title. I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really excited for that. I'll probably watch that. Critical Role sometimes, what's the word, overwhelms me because they're so long and so many episodes. It's literally four or five hours. My best friend, Vicky, she loves Critical Role. And she tried to get me to not get into it, but she told me to watch it because all of our favorite people are there. I think Laura Bailey, Travis W. I don't ever know how to say his last name. Willingham. Willingham. Thank you. And I mean, she sent me some highlights before, but it's just, I guess I am not invested in D&D. And you'd think I'd be able to watch it because they are voicing stuff. But I just, for some reason, I couldn't get into it. And I don't knock it. Mm. They've done a great thing and I respect them for it. So, but... I am excited for Robbie Damon to be part of this crew because he's yeah. an amazing voice actor. If Did you watch the little cast clip I sent you? I didn't. Okay. He is so excited about this. He was super hype about the whole I'm thing. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. Um, he's been doing so much. He's actually a quick interjection here. I saw that him, Max Middleman, and Ray Chase are going to be doing a 72 hour stream of Persona 5 this weekend. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that's that. Good. That's going to be really fun. Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about Critical Role. Super excited for them. It's not anime. It's not, I guess it's gaming. <laughs> it's gaming. D and D. Yeah, but really yeah. excited to see what they're going to do with that. And then for me, today again, Summer Game Fest, and there was a lot of stuff that was you know they did a lot of world premieres and everything and really the only two things i got excited for were this first one is among us and then there's a fall guys one i'll say in a second but among us obviously the biggest thing they've done so far since the game got popular last year or repopular last year is they had the airship level and the capability to move different rooms when you start but now they've got some bigger developments that were announced today in a short little video. You can now do 15 players versus just 10. And they've been releasing new colors, and I'm really upset they have a maroon color because I'm a longhorn, and so maroon is just like, ugh. It's like, I have, do you want I have them to add reef. burnt orange? No, I just can't believe they chose maroon. Over burnt orange? No, just in general. It's okay. Red's been on the cast forever, so, you know, go kooks. I don't have any beef with kooks, just Aggies. there's also a new map however the caveat is they could only show a little bit of it it's literally just like a little dot oh okay well and it look i can't tell if it's like a battery or if it's like a a switch or like a button to press i don't know power plant power plant maybe i kind of already have one but yeah i can't imagine what it what else it could be but they also have a new achievement system, so you can. It's like the one that I saw that stuck to me is kind of like Halo, where you could double kill or like five in a row or something like that. And then they have some new modes you can play, apparently, like hide and seek. I could probably get back on board with Among Us if we do a hide and seek, and I don't, I don't yeah. have to lie. Yeah, <laughs> Talk to anybody. And then they've got some new customizations. You can decorate your visor with different things, like sunglasses. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, so they're bringing out the new guns for sure. 
I might be interested too if they add more game modes and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. And then the Fall Guys is just a quick thing. Next Friday, the uh, the eighteenth, there's a new skin that you can acquire. I don't know how much it's going to cost yet, like crowns or points wise, but it's a collaboration with the Near Automata franchise, and you can get the costume of the protagonist to be, which I literally learned right before we recorded. And now their tweet, to be or not to be, makes a lot of sense. Good job. <laughs> Shows how much gaming I've done. <laughs> so my, the other thing I found out was pretty fun was OTV, Offline TV, started their new Minecraft server. And that's been bringing Minecraft back on everyone's horizons again, including myself, because the day they started their own server, I restarted my server. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, you did reach out to me about that. Yeah, and I have like a bunch of people coming in and out now, and it's a lot of fun. I'm not. I I did start it on the same mod pack that OTV did, but then we realized I didn't like it, or we didn't like it, and then I I switched to a different mod pack, and I've been enjoying that a lot more. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, Minecraft. It's Minecraft. a good. It's a good mindless time sink. So, and Elden Ring was announced today. Are from Bandai Namco, and it looks like another Souls game. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they made it a big deal. The host Jeff, he yeah, he just was like, "This is what the one I'm most excited for." Way to be impartial, but and the, the biggest name I saw on that was George R. R. Martin, who is notorious for the Game of Thrones series. And I just thought to myself. Dear God, they did not make a Game of Thrones game. That would I mean, be it, it isn't silly. Game of Thrones related. It's it's a different like plot and everything. But then it makes me wonder. I guess there's never gonna be an Elden Ring two, right? Because <laughs> it's gonna take him forever to start that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep up with George R. R. Martin. I just know his name. Yeah, he still has two more books left in Game of Thrones, and let's just say it takes him ten years to write each one. And I think he's in his 70s or 60s now. Do you read them? I do not read them. I just know they're very long and detailed. Well, then I don't think it should affect you, right? Nope. I think I don't want to. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and uh, the last little bit was I saw on Twitter today that Jack Septic Guy uh, has a cameo in Free Guy, the movie with Ryan Reynolds. That looks yeah. like such a fun movie. Like So here's the thing. I I I I've been seeing this movie for actual years. Like the trailer, I thought I thought it was out already and it just flopped or something cuz you saw the trailer and then nothing came of it and then I saw it again. And it was so funny cuz Ryan Reynolds was like, "This is a movie where I play an NPC character." And I was just like, Oh, so kind of like uh, The Matrix a little bit, except it's a video game, not just an alternate world. And uh, in in addition to Jacksepticeye, Ninja makes an appearance, and I believe it was Pokimane, because Jeff name-dropped her after the trailer, and she was the only female that I remember. Because people are streaming the game at Ryan yeah. Reynolds, and, and Pokey's like, oh, actually, you know, he's actually kind of cute. Yeah. I mean, the movie has been in production since 2019. I guess it got affected by COVID, so it kind of got prolonged and everything. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. And then 
with everything going on, I'm sure he wanted to add more. Of course, he's one of the producers on here as well. So I'm pretty sure he probably wanted to add a little bit more relevant, time-relevant stuff as the movie progressed. Yeah, because this this is the third trailer, and beforehand there were no streamers as far as I remember. Mm -hmm. This was so, the first time we see their faces in. Yeah, so with COVID and everything, they probably wanted to add more time-relevant stuff to the movie, and that's why it got prolonged to this long. But it is releasing in August, so I mean... It's not too long until we get it, and I'm pretty excited. I'm excited for it. it too. Yeah, it looks like a fun one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, on to anime news. Speaking of Game of Thrones, we have another fantasy. Lord of the Rings is getting their own anime adaptation movie by the the Ghost in the Shell director, which is interesting. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's Lord of the Rings is one of those things that they probably shouldn't touch anymore. <laughs> It, it, it's kind of just this is just milking the franchise at this point i think the first three movies did super super well i think those are amazing and should have just stayed as it is the hobbit movie eh wasn't necessary but you know we tried they tried they uh, tried yeah a for effort yeah a for effort and then i saw this a bit ago but there's gonna be a live action cowboy bebop releasing this fall and I'm sad to say that Netflix is heading that project. Again. The reason why I sound so disappointed, I'll tell you why I'm in the section about what I've been up to. But so this live action, I want to say it's a series, not a movie. And the original anime, I believe, is also going to be releasing on Netflix in conjunction with it. Why you do that? I don't know. Hmm. But they are going to keep the same composer from the original series, uh, Yoko Kano, and then it's just going to have a new, I guess, facelift of music. So uh, they have a list on this article that I pulled of who's going to play who, but I don't know the names and I can't speak to where you might know them from. So you can go check that out. I don't have any expectation this will be good. I feel like it's going to be... Cowboy Bebop is one of those classics, and it's very also one of the more Americanized animes, I think, in a way. And I feel like it might be good as a live action. I, I'm not going to pretend I've seen it, so I can't say. Okay. I started it, but I think that I recognize it's one of those classics and must-sees, so I've been putting it off because I don't want to be disappointed. But... Three episodes in, and I was just like, the, the the dated look just isn't vibing with me right now. I I may have to watch it again and give it a fair shot, but I just, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I was, this reminds me of a conversation I had earlier this week with someone where they said they asked for like a really good anime to watch. And my other friend was recommending really old shows like Yu Yu Hakusho dragon ball i can't think of what else he said but the guy who asked for the shows was like aren't these really old shows i'm very particular about animation these days and i was like you know you're right animation didn't you, didn't you recommend demon slayer i did recommend demon slayer i also recommended like haiku and stuff like that so the animation's like pretty modern compared to those older ones those those older ones are really good yes don't get me wrong but I mean, for someone who has only experienced modern day animation, it's it's hard to it's hard immerse. to go back. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and speaking of, of new anime, yeah, Tresse, or I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I'm probably butchering the name. Is a new Filipino anime on Netflix, which is really really interesting. <laughs> uh, Dear God, I hope it's good. I, it looks good from the trailer. I watched a little preview on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." And they were speaking Tagalog, like some of it, like some of the Tagalog words are coming out, and I was like, "All right, I can, I can vibe with this." And it's like I really can vibe good. With this. Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty pretty cool. I might check it out. The animation's not really anime. It's, or I guess it is anime, but it's more of like the Netflix anime kind of animation. So we'll see how that goes. And other news, today is also Voltron's five, fifth, uh, fifth year anniversary. It's crazy that it's been five years. I've probably talked about it before, but my best friend and I, we came up with this drinking game for Voltron. She and I got pretty buzzed just from the first episode alone. So this drinking game, the first time we did it, we did it with actual alcohol. I think I had a like a tall Sapporo. I finished that by the end of the first episode. And then the next time we played it with actual like her her writer's friends, we were drinking water. We were so hydrated that day. <laughs> but here here it comes. The the Voltron drinking game rules. Take a drink every time Voltron forms. Each time Shiro remembers the past. Each time Keith says, "Shiro." Each time Hunk mentions food in one scene. Each time Lance flirts in one scene, and each time Pidge talks science in one scene, and each time Lance and Keith bicker with each other. I can see why you would be wasted. Yep. That's we didn't get wasted. Probably, we were... <laughs> that's probably, if you did shots, that's probably like 15 shots an episode. I know, but we didn't do shots because we knew we were going to die. But Yeah. How many seasons of Ultron are there? Is it three or four? Or five. I thought it was eight. Is it eight? Fake fan. You! You don't even know! Eight seasons. Aha! Aha! Yep. Aha. Because I remember season eight was very controversial with the fandom. That's crazy. Eight seasons, but five year anniversary. I mean, to be fair, they had some pretty short seasons. Mm hmm. Yeah. But yeah, pretty insane. But right. I, I love Voltron and Qual was so nice that the same year we met for E wait, met because of E3 that that Christmas he got me a Keith Funko Pop and it made my day. And I still he's <laughs> I, was, I, was, I saw him up there as I was taking a drink of water. <laughs> he's up there. Did you take a drink of water because he said Shiro to you in your head? No. <laughs> Now that you got the news out of the way, a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be an exciting fall and winter season. What have you been up to? Work. I knew you were going to say work, and I wanted to be like, besides work. <laughs> I was going to give you a chance to just... I finished Castlevania probably last week, I think. Season four, I finished it. That's probably their last season. I can't imagine them adding another one oh, after you that know one. they will. It's Netflix. I don't know. I don't know what else they could possibly add because they ended that on a good note kind of thing. And there isn't really any bad guys left to, you know, destroy or whatever. So I don't know. I realized I didn't really like the animation of Castlevania at the end of it. I think they kind of shortcutted season four a bit. I'm not sure. Kind of like 
seven deadly sins. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, I was just lot, joking, but that's a sad. lot of the scenes were pretty questionable in frames and. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, oh, no. See, that's what I'm saying. Netflix got to stay away from the anime shit. <laughs> and the live stay action Stay away. Stuff. And live action. That, too. Oh, anything related to anime, just don't touch it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, I basically have just been on Minecraft. Uh, I watched a couple movies. I'm trying to think what the last one I finished was. Oh, it was Real Steel, the movie with Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Mm-hmm. With the robot boxing. Yeah, I like the was, mm. like the the old school like Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good movie, very touching. I would say a pretty underrated. I I didn't expect liking it that much. And uh, I ended up liking it a lot. So not the best movie, but it's like one of those that didn't do very well, but I feel like should have done really well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I started a couple other movies. Oh no, 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 no. I finished Kick Ass. I saw it on Hulu. And it was recommended to me. It's, Is that the one with the guy who just regenerates pretty well? No. Kick-Ass is an indie film from way back when about a dude who questioned why there's no superheroes in the world, even though there's like all these comic books and no one's actually ever become a superhero before. So he comes up with this persona called Kick-Ass and he becomes... This is the exact movie I was thinking of. But he doesn't regenerate. What are you talking like, about? He, gets, he gets this shit beat out of him. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. Not spoiler yeah. alert, but he always like he's always fine. I yeah, always he, saw that as his as his like special ability. Oh, he didn't have an okay, so this doesn't really ruin it too much, but the first time he goes out, he gets beaten up so bad he goes to the hospital and then all his nerves have been like shattered, so he can't feel pain very yeah, well. But that doesn't mean he regenerates. Well, uh, I didn't quite know how to articulate. It's just like he just doesn't die no matter how much shit gets done to him yeah yeah uh, but decent movie i can that see was your first well. time seeing it that was my first time seeing it oh snap yeah never seen it before so pretty interesting pretty interesting very bloody very bloody very graphic and i don't know why nicholas cage is in it oh yeah that was such a random i don't like it i didn't even realize he was in it until i watched it like, the trailers never really showed me Nick, Nick Cage anywhere, I guess. Or I don't remember it, but... Yeah, and this I think this was Chloe's breakout role, wasn't it? Sure. I don't know who that is. The hit girl. Oh. She's pretty badass. Yeah, she is, actually. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. Besides work, as you say. Yeah. For me... Anime-wise, I'm still continuing My Hero Academia. It's a little boring, to be completely honest. They're just doing, this is not a spoiler, they're just doing these Class A versus Class B bit right now, and I really want them to continue on with the actual plot. So I'm just waiting for that to be over. We have one more battle to go, and uh, you know they're going to drag that shit out for three episodes. At least it's not 30, but... And then Dr. Stone, I think I'm finally caught up and it's at the very end of the season. And there's going to be another one coming, I assume, because they're now embarking on the next chapter, which is like, they're like, Senku is excited about, we're going into the Industrial Revolution, everyone. And so... Dr. Stone's a very short manga, so it could end at any moment. Don't tell me that. (laughs) 
I love Senku. I love all the science. I love everything. I, it's not the most like exciting thing, but but and then the biggest thing anime wise is today I watched Taylor Moon Eternal, and it's two parts, and they're both about an almost an hour and a half each. I forget. This is why Netflix should not touch anything that's related to anime. So, my biggest gripe is pacing. And I had warning because Courtney watched it first. We were supposed to watch it together, but there were some scheduling things that happened. So, she watched it first, and then I watched it. But she gave me a heads up that everything felt very rushed. And it's true. Especially in the first part, it's just like, it's just like, go, 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 go. And, like, even the rhythm of scenes isn't quite right it's just like like everything ends abruptly there's no real progression of a scene i don't know how to explain that but it's just like they're just trying to check all these boxes before they get to the actual meat of everything and then there's a lot of exposition in the second part and then the actual like action doesn't happen until like halfway through the second part of like the second movie I it was hard to watch because I love this show. I love this franchise, but it was just so poorly done. And even the stacked voice acting could not save it. They had Stephanie Shea, who I've I've talked about a lot. She is Usagi slash Serena. And then Christina V is Sailor Mars. Jeremy Lay is Sailor Venus. And I think they have two new people for Jupiter and Mercury. And then Robbie Damon is actually Tuxedo Mask. My dude. Yeah. And then they introduce this a little bit of a spoiler. They introduce this unicorn guardian character and he's voiced by Brian Peacock. And. Oh, I forgot what he's from. I know he's in Beastars. He's the. he's What is he? In the, he's in Beastars. I know that much. And then Barrett from Final Fantasy 7 remake he's in this one too. Mm. Very different vocal range in this one. <laughs> I bet. I mean the animation is pretty. I don't know if I like it cuz all the male characters and even Haruka look very similar. Same type Our of model. Is always the same. Yeah. It's yeah. just how they were drawn at the beginning. So. Oh, but you know what they did do that made me mad is they completely redesigned Sailor Mars's grandpa. Oh. If you remember the original, he is this short, bald Asian man. In this Krillin? one, they made him they made him like what? Krillin? No, not Krillin. But they made him into this like I, I don't know how to describe he's like a taller man, not balding, and they made him look pretty. I mean that's fine. He got the the dude got a makeover. It's yeah, okay. but you gotta have the original grandpa. Maybe this is the maternal one. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. well. But anyway, I, I'll get off my uh, soapbox here about Sailor Moon Eternal. I just think Netflix should just leave anime alone, please. <laughs> but gaming-wise, I I mean, I haven't really done anything. I A couple weekends ago or last weekend, I don't remember, I continued Dragon Quest Builder. My boyfriend and I, we took turns playing, and that... The time got away from us. By the time we knew, it was like real late, like one or two in the morning. It's like, oh shit, we've been playing this all night. It's it's so addicting. I don't know why. 
I don't know why, but it's the problem with Minecraft as well. Yeah, I can totally see it. I can totally see it. And this weekend we're planning to play Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, which is the 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 big title from Square Enix right now with the feature of Yuffie and her crew. And I know Alex Lee is going to be voice acting in this one. I forget yeah. who he plays, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I wasn't before, but now I'm excited because it's Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. So on to the topic for today. actual topic. Yeah, actual topic. Dude, that only took like 30 minutes. Okay, so last week we we had a gaming topic, sort of. So I guess today we're going to do an anime one. Though I guess it could correlate with games as well. It's anime. We're just going to, we're going to wing it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I found an article on CBR. I don't know what CBR stands for, though. Uh, I was looking up CBR stands for comic book resources. But. They have a lot of like comic books, movies, anime news. And this is like a post I, I saw about anime tropes that are in almost all animes. And it has a list of 10. And we're just going to go from the top or I guess from the bottom and go through it and what we think our opinions of are of these anime tropes. So the first one, number 10, is Sundere's. <laughs> Siri's shaking her head right now. I'm shaking my head because I, I've had this concept explained to me many times, and I still don't understand what it is. So basically, a sundere is someone who has a love interest in someone, but they first start off kind of cold or angry all the time against this person. Like they, they take a while to kind of warm up to their love interest. Just the love interest, or just in general. Usually it's towards a love interest. There's, people don't call sundaries outside of that. But usually they're always like someone who's like angry all the time. So it kind of is in general as well. So it's like one of those things where it's just that person's cold or bitter. And that's how they treat everybody. But towards their love interest, they're also cold and bitter up until the point where they realize, oh, I actually love this person. And then they kind of they're kind of they kind of become sweet after that. I can't. I know this is a very big one in yes. anime, but I yeah. can't think. You can't of, think of anybody. I'm literally looking at my my anime, not my anime list, just my anime list. Mm-mm. No. Well, I okay, mean, so okay. Looking, well, is it only for female characters? Yes, I think. Then I don't. So, know. I was going to put Bakugo in that category. Yeah, Bakugo could count. If he had a love interest, I guess. It's Deku. Is it? You think yes. it's his, his I romance? I think it's Deku, yes. Because apparently he lightens up in the later part of the manga. Uh-huh. So I'm told. So he's this big, big jerk up until this point. He's starting yeah. to come around and like soften up. Mm-hmm. You see a little bit of that in this season, but I, I'm still not convinced. I still yeah. hate him. But I think most of it shows up in more of the romantic comedies, Mm -hmm. slice of life shows. And Tsundere's are probably one of my favorite character tropes just because it's like, oh, this person is struggling to kind of like figure out what their feelings are for this person. And I sometimes root for them because it's like, you know, it's obvious that you really like this person, but you don't really know how to feel about it. So you kind of just push it away. 
And then at the very end, it's always like a happy ending where they're like, okay, yeah, you know, this is the person I'm meant to be with or something. So lots of shows. I can't think of anything. I mean, another one is Rin from Free. He start you you start off oh, yeah. knowing he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. But there was a history with the other team members, and then like by the second season, or even halfway through the first one, he comes around and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm a jerk. Let's be friends again." <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That is very true. So I just can't think of any female character because I don't watch these romantic comedies. Less <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what shows you've seen that it would apply to. I mean, I mean, does Asuna count? I mean, she no, but but okay. So they t- Kirito and Asuna they team up and she's fine. But then when she's part of the Knights of the Blood Oath, she everyone knows her. she's a hard ass and everything. Mm-hmm. And then she gets mad at Kirito for like sleeping in the middle of the day. And then she just warms up to him right uh, right yeah. after that. But uh, I, I would say the blacksmith girl, I can't remember her name, is kind of a Sundari. She kind of like hated Kirito at the beginning and then kind of warmed up to him once uh, he saved her a couple times. You know, kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, that was a stupid scene. When they're like falling from the sky, she's like, Kirito, I think I'm falling in love with you. What? Never mind. Yeah. And then, I mean, Alice would be another one as well from Alexation. Alexization. Is she? She's kind of mean to him right now, I guess, where you're at. No. Uh, well, there's a reason for that. It's not like it's of yeah, her yeah. own volition, though. Yeah, but basically, in the second part that you haven't seen yet, they kind of, it goes the other way a bit. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's Sundari. But yeah, on to the next one. Yeah. Number nine. Well, what about you? You wouldn't say anything? I mean, I just watch a bunch of romantic comedies and they're always, it's always like a common theme. I can't think of any right now because. Exactly. My, exactly. My, my you see? You see? Yeah, but even if I told you, you wouldn't have like been, oh yeah, that person, because you don't know who it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just about me, it's also yeah. for our listeners too. Yeah, meh, it's fine. We can go to the next one. Okay, just name one or two iconic Sundere. Oh, I can't remember her name. Because I'm really bad with names. If I had to do names, I would have to look it up because I don't remember names. Oh, man. It's been so long. Oh, the one I just watched. I'm so bad. Tora Dora is probably the worst. I mean, not the worst. The best case of Sundere. The main girl in that one she is so mean to the main guy but i can't remember her name i just remember her name is like the the palm tiger because that's her nickname because she's vicious (laughs) she's like a little vicious tiger okay so i feel like i feel like maid sama might be a case of that too Mm -hmm. i mean maid sama is Yes, like, like she's pretty she, mean to. She's pretty mean to the main guy. She pushes him away a lot. Doesn't like to accept help, kind of thing. So that's what a Sundari is. They kind of push people away, but it really masks their own true feelings underneath. So I haven't gone too far in that one. I think I've watched maybe less than ten episodes, and I feel like that's going to turn into like they're going to fall in love with each other. He's obviously very interested in her, and why I don't know because she's voiced by Monica Rial. So I'm just like, 
Oh, this is a really good one that I didn't think about. Kyo from Fruits Basket is also a tsundere. He's he he pushes people away and all that. So men are oh, just assholes. Is that what we're? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Wait, did you watch Steinskate? Nope. I've been told I should watch that. Oh, I like I'm looking at this list of tsundere's, and this is a big one that I didn't think about. Vegeta. Oh my god, why didn't we think about that one? I don't That's know why. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> See, Bakugo could totally fit there. Yeah, but yeah, Vegeta is super, super, super <laughs> secondary. He takes, he's the king. He's the king, <laughs> honestly. So, that's a good one. Well, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, shall we go to the next one? Yeah. The next trope? Number nine. Ridiculous power dealing. Okay, I think... We can all agree that Dragon Ball is a offender huge, in this huge one. offender of this one. I don't think they've ever fought an opponent without leveling up to the next level <laughs> ever. Seriously, <laughs> and they and they 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 then another trope that's down the list. They are exactly this also. Yeah, I'm watching Dragon Ball Super now. Despite how good it is, I realize that their power scaling is super ridiculous and makes no sense. <laughs> Wait, what part are you at right now? Uh, I haven't heard about that in a while. They just finished the the future arc, so I'm I haven't gotten into the next one yet. The future arc? What does that mean? Where they go the time time travel back and forth to beat the Black Goku and uh, the pink one. You mean? Yeah, the pink one and or no, not pink, rose. <laughs> Either way, I'll take it. Rose and what's his name? I already forgot his name because I hate him so much. Z- Zamasu. Zamasu. Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah, I do too. He's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But yeah, so ridiculous power scaling. Huge I can't defense. wait for you to get to the last part of Super because that this this trope is just there. It's just yeah, it's always no there. <laughs> makes no sense. It's always there. Some other animes that have done that is like Naruto, Bleach. Oh, Bleach. <sighs> Bleach is so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> One Piece kind of has the ridiculous power scaling, but it scales it up a little bit slower. So it's not, you know, all of a sudden stronger or whatever. Or during a fight, they get stronger. It's kind of like you got to be inventive of how you get there instead of just yelling into the sky and turning your hair a different color. (laughs) Could you argue that Kirito from Sword Online is kind of like this too? I don't think he has a power scaling. I feel like he already has a peak. He just because I just his... remember that one that one episode where he meets the girl with the, the little animal, the dragon. I don't know. If it's is it a dragon? But anyway, I remember he's like sort of using her to capture these thieves, not thieves, these like PKers, player killers on the bridge. On the bridge, that's the exact scene where they're like he's got like eight people coming at him at once, but it doesn't matter how much damage they do, he's so OP where he regenerates back within a second. But that's not really ridiculous power scaling. That's because he was on a lower level when he's actually from a higher level. Okay, so then that's gonna be the the one down below. Oh, the next one, actually, the next trope. But you know that speaking of that scene. I know the abridged version better than I know the real one, so I don't know what happens in the real one anymore. When you say abridged version, what do you have mean? You, oh, have you never seen Sword Art Online abridged? Oh, no. I'm about to open a whole new world of anime for no, you. No, don't. 
it was hilarious. So fans have like dubbed over original anime episodes. Uh huh. Um, and they like kind of cut scenes and stuff to kind of. I mean, is it kind of like I saw them at San Japan? They do the Dragon Ball Z one. Mm -hmm. There's Dragon Ball Z. There's Yu Gi Oh. Um, I know, but but Sword Art Online has probably been the the biggest one more recently. What's the oh? What's the group? Oh my god! I should know who they are. I mean, there's (laughs) there's multiple groups who do it. I know, but what? I'll send you. I'll send you the clip for that specific scene later. Okay. You'll get a kick out of it it's the only scene i've seen like multiple times and i laugh every time also the voice actor who dubs hirito is he's so funny <laughs> i don't know we'll we'll see how much you enjoy it once i send it to you but yeah next next yeah. next topic well actually real quick i i wanted to mention one that i love it's okay. from skate gate infinity ridiculous car scaling there i mean so Longa, the new character or the new kid that is introduced in the anime, he—I mean, it's not like a fighting anime or anything, but he picks up skateboarding pretty fast, and it's not power scaling, but his skills—he just like he's just naturally talented, and he's just so good that he is able to take on the big bad. So. I, I think that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, poor Reiki, like slight spoilers, like in the middle of the the first season, he gets Reiki gets into a depression because he's so jealous of Longa's skills, even though he's only been skateboarding for a short, a very short amount of time. And Reiki's been doing it for actual years, like most of his life. So I would want to count that. Okay, that makes sense. It's just natural talent being able to scale up. Mm hmm. Yeah, but. Feel free to disagree. I just think I, yeah. I still haven't watched it, so I, I don't know. You need to. <laughs> the next one, expedited training. Okay. I would guess this is like a training montage. A lot of those types of things or getting a new teacher or time skip, I guess, would be <laughs> another training as well. So uh, the I'll- one that we both thought about was <laughs> Demon Slayer. Yeah, Demon Slayer has a very interesting first like four episodes, I guess, four, three or four, where it's just literally him training over the course of like months. Uh, I guess a whole year. I I guess a whole year. year. Yeah, a whole year passes by in those three or four episodes, and it's just the like at that point. That's that's when Demon Slayer was first starting out, and I I didn't understand the hype of it all. (laughs) So when I watched the first three or four episodes, I was like, eh. I don't I don't like the pacing. They kind of just skipped through all his training. What happened? I wanted him to grow up into this demon slayer, not bam, one episode, I'm a demon slayer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I remember when I went to dinner with some of the guys at work, we were all talking about Demon Slayer, the movie, and then one of them had never seen Demon Slayer, and we were all obviously nerding out about it. And so we started filling him in on why we like it and why it's gotten good reviews and so he actually went through it pretty quickly and then and then when he was reporting back on what he thought about it one of the guys in the group was like yeah man that montage is so stupid i want to see how he gets to be a demon slayer not just bam yeah i'm in (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was very fast there but i mean after that the pacing slowed down and i i thought it was a lot better from there I do appreciate that they skipped like the healing time it takes to heal because 
it makes sense that it would take them months to heal and they didn't like add weird stuff in between uh like fillers. Filler. Or, yeah. And they kind of just went through it. So very good pacing. But I mean, that's like another training arc. I mean, My Hero Academia has plenty of training arcs. Where but Deku they're not power. expedited, right? They're not expedited, but it goes through the montage like, oh, he's going to go through like multiple days, right, to train. Um, yeah. I want to say Jujutsu Kaisen might have that too, a little bit. I mean, we, we obviously the the students of the academy are already pretty well trained, but for I am just not remembering names today. The main character Itadori. Itadori, thank you. I can't want to say Zenitsu. I'm like that's not his name. Yeah. Itadori. We don't really get to see him like train, train, but he's actually uh, the only one we see train. Is he though? Yeah, he's the only one where we actually found a system of training that he had to go through, whereas the other two kind of just got skimmed over, and we never really found out how they got stronger. Okay, we're gonna cut that out because apparently I'm wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were just um, in the, like a uh, like a, a track field, right? And they were just running around or hitting hitting stuff. Or well, see, because I don't barring. know what kind of training he's doing. I mean, he's always he's always just been in the field. And I guess that counts as training, yeah. But he I did mean, the TV training. Remember that? Yeah, but that was. I feel like that That's was more than the little, other two. That was a little expedited. I feel like it was so short. I don't feel like yeah. he really learned anything. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of training tropes. I think this is a pretty good one. All right, next one: weak female characters. Number seven. Oh, oh. <laughs> Siri oh. probably feels this one the most. <laughs> The first person I thought of was Maka from Soul Eater. Ah, oh, jeez. I, 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 tr- I, I try so hard to like her because I can appreciate how hard she's trying, but she's just like so whiny and so not helpful. And then uh, I, uh, she just never gets better. For all the training that she's done, she doesn't get better. You see everybody else improve. A little bit. And the stuff that she... The cool badass shit she does isn't really her. I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it. It's just like she doesn't really grow, in my opinion. And so she's just like mentally, physically weak all the time. And then what about like damsel in distress? Like there's always those characters that are like damsel in distress kind of situation. Like, I feel like a good example is, like, Bulma. She kind of always puts herself in danger, and then the others always have to come in to save her some way. But um, I wouldn't say I mean, she's a weak female character. Yeah, I was just about to say weak, that. But, I mean, her mental strength is, like, insane. So Yeah, she puts. she's married to Vegeta. I think she's pretty strong for herself. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. She keeps that, that dude in line, so yeah. I'm not going like, to knock it. Um, the picture here is a picture of Sakura, and I would totally agree. She's one of the weakest female characters. Oh, I remember. Isn't that yeah. one you were like, that one episode, you're like, Sasuke, Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, she's Sasuke. always fighting for Sasuke. She doesn't really do much for the story besides that. I mean, she's got a couple arcs where she kind of like shows off her new abilities and strength or whatever, but she's always in danger, and they always have to come to her see rescue and she just isn't a great character so pretty good trope this is so weird because i'm going through my list and i i'm like seeing titles and i'm like there's strong women in that one there's strong women in that one you you could argue sailor moon is pretty weak she is you could 
Yeah. But she's passionate and emotionally strong and believes in herself and her friends. That's her strength. Mm-hmm. But if, like strength wise, physically, she's probably pretty weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, she and this ties into another trope later. I mean, she gets pretty beat down until strength ex machina shows up at the end. And then she does the deed. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of weak female characters, why don't we go to the next topic? You already you already know what the next topic is, right? <laughs> so on here, the list says number six is opi, which basically means a woman's chest. <laughs> so I was wondering, topic- I was like, why why is this sweatshirt? So the picture on the, the article is of Saitama from One Punch Man, and it says opi, and it has what looks like boobies. Yes, because that's what the word means, and that's why they put it here because Saitama's logo design has been iconic because of that. Um, and it's basically just like fan service. We have a whole podcast episode on this. So I don't know if we need to really talk about this, but it's definitely been something that's been running through all the anime, especially more recent ones. And it's just getting worse. I feel like ton of anime with fan service and it just keeps going keeps going so yeah i noticed yeah. in sailor moon eternal that when they did all the transformations the the breasts are very clearly defined whereas mm-hmm. in the past they were a little bit more not ambiguous but less defined mm-hmm. you know they're there but they're, this one is like uh, well there's there's the round shape yeah yeah it's, usually it's a hill and then now it's like balloons <laughs> balloons <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, go listen to that podcast episode. Yeah. The the fan service debate was episode eight of season two. Okay, so there you go, guys. All right, number five. Non-existent, absent, or dead parents. I feel like this is most of anime, to be fair. To be most honest. shonen anime as well. I feel like I think it's really hard to find any main character who still has their parents alive okay let's just run back like super early ash catch him we don't know what happened to his dad he's non-existent oh i was just gonna say he has his mom (laughs) why are you putting that as an example but that makes sense yeah yeah he has a non-existent dad though what what i'm thinking about is no parents like both Mm. are just out of the picture yeah so i mean full male alchemist the two brothers no parents oh yeah absent i guess absent counts Yeah. yeah Naruto lost both his parents early on. Kirito from Sword Art Online. I always wondered, where are his parents? It's just him and his sister living together. Mm, yeah. Though I think their parents do exist somewhere. They just don't live with them, is what it is. I don't because, remember. So I think I the idea is they're not actual siblings. Right. They're He's married. adopted. So like, is he adopted or did did they marry like their, their No, I think... families? I should know the lore here because I've watched Sword Online so many times. I just know because, oh no, here's why. Because I don't watch the second part of season one all that much, all that often. But they explain it in there. They're not really blood related. I want to say he's adopted. Like he's, I think they're cousins. Oh, they might be. I'm, so I'm gonna Google it up real quick. They're actually cousins. There we go. Yep, they're cousins. Yeah, I think his uh, mom and dad, or at least his mom, I think his mom passed away. Dad, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, they're cousins, but Kirito went to live with 
Leafa's family. That's it. They name her by her uh, avatar. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's another one. We don't know who Kirito's parents are, I guess. Goku, no parents. Although he is a parent to Gohan, so it's like... Yeah, and then how about this trope? Having a honorary parent figure, right? Like Deku has All Might as his like honorary I, dad. I love that dynamic so much. It makes me happy. Yeah. He I mean Deku still has his mom, so I, I don't know if his dad exists. I haven't Oh no, his dad died, right? Must no. have cuz he's not around. I know he had, they were they both had quirks. Quirks. Mm-hmm. Quirks. Were, quirks. Yeah. So yeah, this a really big trope for those types of anime, yeah. especially and the ones where it's like a little boy that grows up into power. I feel like a lot of those grows up to power. what? Like they like they start as boys and they become powerful, kind of like Naruto, uh, mm. gone from Hunter x Hunter. I was dude. thinking about, so in Oron High School Host Club, you see Haruhi, Tamaki, Kyoya's parents mm. or families. You never see the twins' families or Honey Senpai or Mordine Senpai either. So you get half and half there. Like you see some of their families, but then the other ones they reference family a lot. The twins do like, oh, our mom is a designer. Our mom does this. Our dad went on this trip. But Honey Senpai and Mori Senpai, you don't really hear about their family. Even though there's an episode dedicated to Honey Senpai with his younger brother, you never you see them in their big mansion, but you never see any parents in that one. Yeah. Same with Fruits Basket. The main characters don't really have parents or they're all like non existent. They all kind of mm-hmm. live with their, uh, I guess, uncle. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's interesting how that trope is pretty consistent across most of the main animes. And I mean, look at Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. That one's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much covers that trope. Yeah. Number four, emotional flashback before a big moment. This one's hard to pinpoint. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the example that's on this article is when Hohenheim remembers his past before he reconnects with his sons in Full Metal Alchemist. And I mean, I can't think of. I mean, the Death Note, Kira kind of goes through the same thing or light. <laughs> he like has a flashback of all the things he's done up to his end. Right. Okay. So does it count? Because I thought about this too for. I had it. I had one, but I forgot already. So, does it count when, you know, when your life flashes before your eyes before you die? Is yeah. does that count, or is this like I would a? Say so it's a big moment. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember uh, which one I was going for, but. But yeah, plenty of those flashbacks, kind of like life flash before your eyes, or One Piece has a ton of these, like a ton, especially when they're fighting like a big boss or something and they have a flashback as to why they were fighting the big boss. Mm -hmm. It's so more meaningful, I guess. And and I feel like a lot of live action doesn't really, isn't really able to incorporate that kind of stuff into their movies. Whereas in anime, it's more prevalent because you you can kind of draw back on older stuff. Yeah, uh, you don't see it as much in movies because you because it's like a flashback, so you don't really. I think they've been doing it a lot more in more recent ones to trigger emotional responses, but yeah. in anime, I feel like they've done it way more often. 
Yeah, there, uh, I was looking at one. This is not the one I was thinking of, but in Heaven Officials Blessing, that that Chinese novel that got turned into animation. Uh, I do remember that before, like, I guess big confrontation or big fights in the latter part of the season, the main character, the the godly character, Xi uh, Lian, he would think about his previous life and the interactions he had with the people that he's about to encounter and all that stuff. So that that one I that that came to mind as like we've been talking, but I'm trying to remember which one I was specifically gonna think about. Serious having her brain fart. I I've had three cups of coffee today and you'd think my brain would be working, but it's not the coffee crash. Coffee crash? Mm-hmm. Wanna go to the next topic? Sure. And if you remember I guess. We go to so number three and number two I feel like relate to each other a ton. I'll explain why. <laughs> Number three, monologues for exposition. I'm trying to think of an anime that actually does this. A Sailor ton. Moon Eternal did this, and I. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. The so the the unicorn guardian character in the second movie part explains this whole backstory about Mamaru slash Darian's past and how it relates to what's going on now. It's like a whole history lesson. And I'm just like, man, they really wait until the second part to give us all this information. You know, it's not threaded throughout the whole thing. It's just right here. <laughs> he went on a pretty long monologue about Elysium and Prince Endymion and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I feel like Kogios does this a ton where they kind of like have to explain how he uses his eye powers. Like he explains it a lot. And there's a lot of like, oh, this is what happened. And this is how this is going to happen blah 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 a lot of dialogue a lot of like just internal thinking and sometimes it can get exhausting i feel like the demon slayer movie had a ton of monologues that i feel like weren't completely necessary but it did trigger emotional like responses are you talking about a tanjiro's yeah inner tanjiro, there's so many inner monologues in there yeah, that's that. So this is something that my sister personally does not like about anime. She hates inner monologue dialogue, and so I was like, "Ooh, then you probably do not gonna like Death Note." Not that that's monologuing for exposition. It's part of the storytelling, in my opinion. But she hates those when anime characters talk to themselves. So I guess she's she doesn't like, like it when Light eats a chip, huh? She's never watched Death Note, so. Mm, but that specific scene—that is such an it. iconic scene. You can't hate it. <laughs> Oh yeah, inner it. monologues, so many of those. But the reason why I said it ties in with number two. Which is, is... because number two, villains don't capitalize. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of villains who don't capitalize, it's because they're doing a monologue to tell them, oh, these are all the bad things I've done. These are all the bad things I'm going to do to you. And I'm about to defeat you. Like and revealing that, your master plan. Yeah, revealing in front the of the enemy, your enemy. Yeah. yeah, in front of the hero or whatever. So I see, mean, this is why I like Death Note because they don't do this. It's all in their head, and they execute their plan and play tennis with each other. Yeah, but so, I mean, the whole idea of villain doesn't capitalize is there's an obvious way they can win, but they choose not to win and prolong it instead. It's like the whole. This is it's the button I need to push to explode the whole world. So this is but I'm gonna talk Frieza, about it. Frieza and Goku. Yeah. Anytime they fight. Yeah, because 
I'm like, guys, shut up and just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So, okay, there's one thing I thought was really weird about Dragon Ball Super is when he first obtains the Super Saiyan God powers, right? He's a god with Which is the, ability... the blue hair? Red. Red hair. Red hair. Yeah, Super Saiyan God is red hair. He turns blue later. But Super Saiyan God... He has the ability to destroy planets. Like, that's how strong he is. Like, the whole thing in that arc was, like, the fact that he was fighting with Beerus was catastrophic to the universe. Like, any hit they could would destroy the entire universe kind of thing, right? But then later on, he gets into this training arc where he gets a power even stronger than Super Saiyan God, which is Super Saiyan Blue. And the universe isn't getting destroyed whenever he punches something. And I... Like, how does this make any sense? And the fact Plot that the, armor. Villain, the villains they fight are getting stronger than that, right? Like, Zamasu was stronger than Super Saiyan Blue. and yet So he's now he's got to go to another ridiculous level scale. Yeah, but then when they fight, it's not harming the universe, right? So can Zamasu destroy the, the universe? Or is he only going to fight and destroy this planet? You know, he was trying to destroy Yeah, Earth. so that was it the thing no I, that got me about the villains in Dragon Ball Z. Like, you clearly have this objective, but you're wasting your time fighting these stupid Saiyans when yeah. you have the capability to destroy everything. Yeah, like, Frieza can blow up Earth, he can blow up multiple Earths, and he chooses not to, instead wants to fight, fight Goku and the Saiyans. And I'm just like... This is what we call ego. This makes no sense. So, yeah, villains don't capitalize. Dragon Ball Super is probably a big offender of that as well. So, it makes no sense. But I enjoy it anyway. It's a guilty pleasure. It's whatever. Yeah, it's just it's a special place in our hearts. I can't think of villains don't capitalize. So, you may have to explain to me in layman's terms. Like, like I understand the concept. I, I just have, besides Dragon Ball Z, I can't think of... Is it like they... they ha- I don't know how to... Okay, explain it's like it they me. have the ability to win. And because of their own ego, because of their pride, because they want the hero to suffer or something, they don't capitalize on their ability to win and instead are, you know, just trying to prolong it for some reason. And then the hero wins because of that. Like Dragon Ball, I think, is probably the worst offender of it because all the villains don't make any sense to me as to why they don't capitalize on their winning because they could win right away. But they just choose yeah. not to. I'm trying to decide if Ashira from or Ashira from Soul Eater is a fender of this too, because he's clearly this strong person not persuasive, but it's like mad his madness spreads like a disease, a plague. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just wondering why he doesn't take the opportunity to just t- take over everything. I mean, he's fighting these Meisters instead. These three little Meisters and not just, I guess, capitalizing on the win. Mm -hmm. So So, that's the whole idea is. But also plot armor. I feel like number two is also plot armor. Like villains don't capitalize slash plot armor. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, like even with like live action movies, you're like, oh, if the characters just did this, it would be over. And it's like, well, then there's no movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, like I guess with Sailor Moon, with Sailor Moon, Queen Barrel, and the, I'm just talking about the first first season, Queen Barrel could just take over because she has 
the power to do it. But she sends her little minions, Jadeite, Zoeisite, Nephlite, her little minions to go do her bidding. And she waits until they're all gone. Spoilers. And then she decides to act. Mm-hmm. And then not only does she do that at the end, but she kind of like trained the heroes up to that point by doing what she had been doing. If she just did it from the beginning and destroyed them, they yeah, wouldn't have Yeah, when there's only, there's no, there's no Sailor Scouts, it's just little Usagi not even yeah. realizing she's Sailor Moon yet. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's weird. But, you know, plot armor, there wouldn't be a show without it. So, yeah, yeah. gotta scale up. All right, last one. And I think the picture for this kind of explains it really well as well. Number one, character unlocks secret or forgotten power just before their defeat. And the image here, spoilers for those who have not seen Demon Slayer Season 1, it is a screen capture of Tanjiro unlocking a new... Fire-breathing? Fire-breathing skill yeah. to defeat the, the demon. I Spider King, but I don't think he's really a king. Yeah. But yeah, unlocking a new skill that has laid dormant in his body since forever. And he just happens to unlock it. And so I think when you get there, Qua, Dragon Ball Z is a big offender of this in the last part of the season. Yeah, there's always like some sort of forgotten power or secret that gets unlocked. One Piece does it a lot too. Like Luffy has a bunch of abilities that he could just start with from the very beginning, right? But he kind of like lets it prolong a bit using his first form. Dragon Ball does the same thing using non-Super Saiyan and then going to Super Saiyan and then going to Super Saiyan Blue. They never really start at a hundred percent full power or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, and then I'm gonna go back to Soul Eater for this one too because again, spoilers if you have not seen Soul Eater, but the very last battle with Ashira, fighting Maka, Death the Kid, and Black Star. Black Star not so much. He's pretty consistent throughout. I mean, he grows a little bit mentally. And strength-wise, but he doesn't do anything that unlocks a forgotten power or something. Maka is a big offender of this, and so is Death the Kid. Death the Kid literally gets knocked out. Like, he's KO'd. But something that... (laughs) It's plot armor. His dad, the Grim Reaper, he had these, like, guardians in his hair. And so the, the bands of Zazu, I think is what they're called. And... He turned in, he his little pistols turn into like these huge ass cannons, <laughs> and so he's like unconscious for this whole whole bit. But he's got these badass weapons, <laughs> and then his 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 weapon, like the the girls who are his weapons, are like, oh my god, these astronomical numbers were increasing our power by this much, and I'm just like, because of course, <laughs> but that doesn't finish finish off Ashura, and so then. The other kid's out for the count. And then it's Maka's turn. She ends up doing Kishin Hunter, which is like the, I guess, one of the final forms of her. Uh, what's it called? Her. Scythe. Her scythe. Thank you. Her scythe. Still not enough to kill Ashura. And then she, go, she goes into this like zombie like state where she's awake but not conscious. And then it's revealed, spoilers here, that she's also part weapon. Because her mother is a weapon. And so then she just, like... like. Wait, isn't her dad a weapon? Isn't I'm sorry. That... Yeah, 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 sorry. Her dad's a weapon. Sorry. Yeah. I got it mixed up. But no, it's just, like, weapon ex machina. She just, like, 
these blades starts coming out of her body, and Asha's just like, what the hell? I thought she was just a Meister. And then that doesn't kill him either. That, that, that does no good. And the one thing... Mega spoilers here. The thing that kills Ashura is the fact that she has courage. That is my biggest gripe with Soul Eater. Is like, all these badass unlocked secret powers don't do anything. And this is my biggest gripe with Dragon Ball franchise also. It's like, it's like the simplest thing. She punches him. She just punches him with her fists. And Ashura is like, I don't understand. I'm going to wilt away and die now. And it's like, it's, it's like so the whole un- Wizard of Oz thing. It's like the whole Wizard of Oz thing. A bucket of water decides to melt the witch, and that's how they defeat her. You know. Fair, but it's not like they did anything badass beforehand to try and defeat her. Right, but it's just like, oh yeah, that happened. Yep. 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 And like, uh, I mean, another one is like Harry Potter. The power of love destroys Voldemort. <laughs> Nothing else. I don't remember that, but. That makes sense. Yeah, that I don't knock it. Like they have all these magic spells that they get fire at him, but nothing works, right? And it's the power of love that defeats him. Power of love and friendship. So, I feel like that's another trope somewhere. <laughs> power of friendship. It's like Amy said last time. <laughs> she <laughs> believes in the power of loyalty and friendship. I feel like it's a theme of uh, my hero too. Yeah. Well. That's all 10 tropes on this list. Yeah, thank you to the writer of this article, Mayan Mercado. Thank you mm-hmm. for this identifying these tropes. 2019, too. That's quite a while ago. I don't know how I managed to find that. But uh, yeah. really good list. There's plenty of other anime tropes out there, but these 10 were... We have a lot of anime that are pretty big offenders <laughs> of the tropes. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, so it's like, like, I'm going to bring up a random one. You love the friends to lovers trope. Mm-hmm. We forgive everything because we love seeing these tropes, even though they make us mad sometimes. Yeah. It's something familiar. So you know how it's going to turn out. There are no, surpri- yeah. no surprises. Yeah. Like Siri and her sharp pointy teeth guys. Is that a trope? That is not a trope. It's a type. <laughs> I can't think of a trope. It's a that... personality trope. I'm trying to think of like a trope that I always gravitate to, like your friends to lovers one. I can't think of anything. I just like the same type of character. Yeah, pointy teeth. Okay, that's only like three people. There's a lot more than that. I guess the misunderstood asshole is the trope that I like a lot, like Rin from Free. Mm-hmm. Bakugo. Uh uh-uh. uh. But he is one. No. <laughs> I wish I could make that argument for, for Todoroki, but he's just kind of a angry. He's just angry. He's not misunderstood. He's just angry. But yeah, that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for listening, and we're excited for the next one. The next guest that we have. What day is it going to be? June 23rd? Yes. Okay. So put that on your calendars, peoples. June 23rd. A little bit different. Con Siri out. Bye. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs>